0: You're listening to Hunk with Mike Bridenstine.
1: Mike knows, like, so, like, the biggest names in comedy dude. You gotta see this guy's fucking show list. He, like, has, like, the biggest names on, uh, in comedy on his, on his show. It's kind of unreal, Mike, how you do that. The best po- panel pod on the internet. This is what the show's about, Nick. That we have our finger on the pulse of America's uh, trends.
2: Hi, everybody. Hey. Good to see you.
1: This whole day can suck a thousand fucking dicks. Yeah, boy. Welcome to Hunk with Mike
3: Bridenstine from Muscatine to the silver screen. Wait, it's a podcast from Muscatine, Iowa to your AirPods.
4: Here's Mike. I'm Mike Bridenstine, shout out Rick Gonzalez, shout out Bad Planet, shout out to my unpaid announcer, Tony Tone Logansol. By the time you get this, I'll already be in Chicago, so if for some reason you find yourself in Chicago or the vicinity and you haven't heard me say this 25 other times, the 12th and 13th, I'm recording my stand-up album at the Lincoln Lodge in Chicago. Come through, I want you there. And thank you to all the people who have purchased tickets so far. I'm a little stressed. (laughs) www.thelincolnlodge.com if you still want to go and haven't gotten tickets yet. (sighs) I did video record the hour on the 5th at the Glendale Room in Los Angeles. And it went really well. I'll probably also be releasing that at some point. Anyway, I have... The world's greatest panel. This group was great. I recorded it a week ago as you get this. Crystal Adams is back. You can pre-order her debut comedy album, Ain't I a Wombat, right now. The full thing drops August 26th. She's great. She also publishes comic books. How cool is that? Lizzie Cooperman is back. I honestly don't know if anyone makes me laugh as hard as Lizzie does. I had her open for me on the 5th just to make it Hard for me to follow. And two days before that, she also did my show at Fable. James Fritz turned to me and he goes, she's a genius. And I agree. American treasure, Lizzie Cooperman. Nate Craig is back. He also just did a special in Chicago. He's also touring, so you should go to natecraig.com to see where he's going to be. Seattle, Portland, Detroit, Cincinnati, Wilmington. Go see Nate. You won't regret it. Sean Green is back, he's a comedian, he's the host of the Sports Gambling Podcast, one of the best in the biz, Sean Green. Matt McCarthy is back, an embarrassment of riches on this episode. You know him from How We Roll on CBS, and from We Watch Wrestling, an absolute stud, Matt McCarthy. This group was great, so without further ado, here are Crystal, Lizzie, Nate, Sean, and Matt. And if you don't already, when you're ready, once I win you over, please click follow, smash those stars, give me a five star review. I, I can't live. see a thing. You can't see a thing.
1: They're okay. <laughs> like Han Solo after he got out of Kryptonite. <laughs> <laughs> what a reference! What's carbonite. <laughs>
4: he can't see. That's right. Hi. And and then like he's like, "Is that you, Chewie?" And it's like, "Who the fuck else looks like this?" <laughs> Chewy from Chelsea lately. He said, uh, "Is that you, Chewy?" And Chewy from Chelsea lately shows up.
2: Yeah.
3: (laughs) What's that guy been up to?
1: Rest in peace. Did he die? I think
3: so. Right.
5: He did. Yeah.
2: I love that. There's knitting going on here. Yeah. (laughs) What What should we expect from this?
5: I, I'm just trying to balance out the Star Wars conversation and <laughs> with a little crap. <laughs> with some just practice.
4: being blasted with uh, estrogen right now. This is good.
5: <laughs> so it's going to be a, a like a, an ear warmer. They wrap around.
4: I started watching that uh, Paul Newman, Joanne Woodward, six part documentary on HBO and Joanne Woodward, who I'd never heard of before, just starts showing up on every talk show. She knits. In every talk show appearance. Really? Yeah. And it just comes across, not with not when you do it, but when she does yeah. it, it's like she's doing it at people. Like, it looks yeah. so <laughs> passive aggressive when she does it.
5: Wow. It's sinister. You go. know what that reminds me of is uh, Get Out when What's Her Face was stirring the tea. Yeah. Like that's her way of hypnotizing people into the sunken place. So
4: we're going to be going to an awful sunken place uh, during it. What's up, <laughs> McCarthy? What's up, McCarthy?
5: Oh, hi, (laughs) Brido.
4: That's an entrance. There you go. That's what you want. (laughs) I got here late. Do you do it on stage while you're doing your act? I think you should. (laughs) You can charge double. Charge double for those.
5: But no, I don't even need to do it on stage. Because just think about how much time you're sitting down waiting to go on stage. That's when I do it. And it's great because it helps keep me off my phone.
4: Lizzie, you have like super arts and crafty creative merch don't you don't you take like pieces of old keyboards and make necklaces out of them
5: i just started
2: doing this because i have all these old keyboards and i'm like i don't want to just throw these in the garbage i'm and- like because of the years of history my precious act but <laughs> i so yeah i took them apart and drilled holes in them and i made like keyboard earrings and keyboard necklaces and stuff like that
4: that's awesome and magic, yeah, I, I, I loved
1: it like- I love that you have like a scrapyard of dead keyboards from body slamming them all these years.
0: I have
2: a Yeah, I have one right over here totally disassembled, ready for the I would junkyard love to and be, jewelry.
4: I would love to be the maker of the keyboard that Lizzie uses, watching her set and being like, no, no. Like no, <laughs> don't. No disassemble. <laughs>
5: Did you guys see the brave little toaster?
4: No. Yes.
5: Okay, because anytime I think of, like, inanimate objects being, like, recycled, I always think of Brave Little Toaster. If you haven't seen it, you need to watch it because it's so good. The music is amazing. It's like, Does it end in
2: electrocution?
5: There, there, There is some electrocution, but it doesn't end there. It actually ends in, like, a, a junkyard, like a car junkyard, and they're all, like, sent there, and they're all about to get, like, mashed into right. it. Yes, it's it's intense, but they all like sing song. It's so good. It's so good. There's The song at the end is called your it's called Worthless. And it's so dramatic and like balls to the wall like you would not believe. I mean, it's so 80s. It's very 80s. <laughs> oh, this is
1: this what is, is it about? What is it about? Because that's, I mean, all the way from Short Circuit to WALL-E to that movie, like, what is it about movies that imbue robots with, like, human hearts is it that really gets us?
4: AI with Haley Joel Osment. Did you uh, see
0: that
1: (laughs) uh, the AI that Google
3: bought that, like, became sentient? And then, uh, I don't know if you actually read the the chat transcripts. Like, the guy quit Google because he thought the AI program they had worked on became sentient. So he thought it was too real and he quit. And one of the chats he posted was that he was explaining to the sentient uh, Google thing, uh, Johnny Five, the robot. And he was he, the sentient thing really wanted to watch the movie. It was very crazy.
4: It's I saw a headline today as I was trying to think of shit to talk to you guys about when it said, why do people keep saying robots are sentient? They're totally not. And I was like, I don't know. This is like a, for we, a philosophy class, probably. We want
1: them to be. We want them to be. Yeah. We we I, want I, them to be the humans that our parents never were, or some shit like that.
4: <laughs> you can get I, robot I, parents that are like
6: I, that I, love any, you. Any tweet or article that says everyone is saying something or everyone is doing something, <laughs> yeah. almost almost a hundred
4: percent of the time, I'm like, this is the first I'm hearing about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They always begin with no comma and then not this thing is happening. Yeah.
6: It, like, uh, even... Leonard Malton gave The Brave Little Toaster three stars.
2: Really? Oh. Well,
6: you heard it here first. I'm
2: really surprised <laughs> there hasn't been a movie about an iPod. Was there ever an, a movie about an iPod traveling? You've
5: got a built in soundtrack. I think you should
6: write it. It's coming.
5: Like Sisterhood of the Traveling iPod, yeah. But like, instead of like the the way that it fits each of them is that it plays their favorite song, even though none of them downloaded it to it.
4: Yeah, it's th- it's, it's about like the, the U two album. album.
5: God damn it! <laughs>
4: <laughs> Everyone got a so free weird, album, yeah. and inf- was it were infuriated by it? Wow. Oh, I hated that. Matt McCarthy, I did have a question <laughs> for you. That Ric Flair match. Ugh.
6: Are you awful. cool with
4: this or no? It was, it was awful. He
6: he 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 could have died. At one point, blood. it's at one point it looked like he was dead. That was that was uh, miserable.
4: It was awful. Ric Flair had a had one last match, and I he's he's seventy three years old. And I was just watching the Derek Jeter documentary when in two thousand three there was a brawl, a very famous brawl between the Red Sox and Yankees. And Pedro Martinez, this like yeah. Hall of Fame pitcher, takes Don Zimmer by the head and throws him to the ground. <laughs> and people yeah. were like, "Holy shit!" Don Zimmer, a year younger than Ric Flair, now.
6: Yeah. Oh my god,
4: that was a, that actually happened during my brother's wedding. <laughs> that game in two thousand three.
6: Yeah. No, at the reception, like my cousin he, Patrick. You Don Zimmer got fucked up? At <laughs> my, yeah. yeah, at my brother's wedding, he got. Fucked up at my brother's wedding.
2: I thought you meant uh, I thought you meant Hans Zimmer, composer of the Yes. King yes. and Dark Knight. He yes. was this
4: famously old guy who was just like in the Yankees. He was famous like, for being right. old. Famous for being old. <laughs> and he's a year younger than Ric Flair in yeah. his last match. Oh god, it made me so sad. It makes me sad to see Ric Flair. I guess like that. Mm. Oh, it's brutal.
6: Yeah, he can't let it go. And then, and then you know, the post-match uh, promo where he's like, I couldn't remember most of what happened, and now I'm going to go out drinking with Kid Rock. I was like, "I," <laughs> when he came out on the stage in his Ric Flair robe, but with a T-shirt on underneath it, like a fat kid at the pool, I disassociated. I was like, I'm not really watching this.
5: Okay, I'm going to ask a question that, like, I'm sure one woman watching has is, are you talking about boxing or wrestling? <laughs>
4: Cause wrestling, 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 wrestling,
5: <laughs> okay, <laughs>
4: but not, re- I mean, professional wrestling, so, yeah,
5: professional Actually, wrestling, as opposed to, oh, uh, you mean, like, he didn't, MMA yeah, he like, didn't do any, WWE. Gr-
4: he didn't do any grappling.
5: Oh, okay. I support
1: support all these questions. (laughs) I support all these questions. questions. I think I
6: actually, speaking of boxing, I just found uh, a videotape of the first Tyson Holyfield fight in
0: '96.
4: Mm. So the second fight, '97, was the ear.
6: The second fight was the ear. This was the one where Holyfield kept, like, incidentally headbutting him. Headbutting him.
1: him. Yeah. Yeah. Where
5: he bites his ear off.
4: That's the
6: rematch. That's '97, the rematch. Yeah.
5: Yeah, that is a rematch
4: move, honestly. Yeah, you wait for the rematch to bite. (laughs) So I saw that uh, Beavis and Butthead is coming back to MTV. What what 90s era MTV show do you want to see return? I'm going to go with The Grind. I'm going to go with Eric from The Grind. That's what I want to see come back. I want them to play music and just watch hot people dance.
6: I uh, I never got a resolution on dead at twenty one, so I would like to see that story tied up in a
4: bow. I'm for this. They ruined everything well, with the Jersey hey, Shore, I think, but or hot tubs and getting wasted in hot tubs became every show.
6: Yeah, there was that one Real World, I think, in Vegas where everybody was making out and drunk in the hot tub, and then some MTV exec was like, "This is our voice. <laughs> this is our brand from now on." Yeah. Right. You Remember MTV, uh, when they did Real World in London, like most of the Americans were just like they did an episode about like he's just hanging out in the house watching TV all the time. So then after that, they had to get rid of the TV. <laughs> then they had like they had to have jobs like they all worked in the same place. Yeah.
1: Yeah. They had he's... to have jobs. They yeah. had to have jobs. Prior to that, in the real world, they did not have to have jobs. right? No. Yeah.
4: yeah. yeah. They was when... one.
1: Not...
5: Well, Daria great. was MTV, right? Daria
4: was MTV. That was actually yes. a Beavis right. and Butthead spinoff, believe it or not. I
5: loved Daria, and Ooh. I feel like they've tried several times to make a either like a live action or like some sort of, and it never happens.
4: Yeah, I think it's time.
2: Right.
4: I think it's time.
5: Who yeah. played Daria? I feel like it was like Janine
2: Garofalo or something.
4: That was the vibe. <laughs> it was
2: supposed to be.
4: That was the vibe. It was like Gen X threw up on the TV or something, right? <laughs> There were, the first real world, by the way. There was this a guy who just slept the whole time, and they're like, "What? I just really—he's just like, I really like sleeps. Like you're depressed, aren't you?" Oh my
2: god, <laughs> Kurt Loder is seventy-seven years old. He's oh, in a match with yeah, Ric Flair. Him recently. Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
4: Kurt Loder Much was respect. the most serious man in the world. He had to announce like Kurt Cobain's suicide. Like if he was telling you, I can't get, that on get... Tape. right.
2: They're like it's gonna Isn't be loaded.
5: Like... <laughs> Yeah. Tina Turner's biography, yes, that they made the movie from. I think that's right. yeah, definitely. Yeah, wow, yeah,
4: it's incredible. <laughs> no one else has an MTV. Sean Green, you watched
3: single, singled out was great.
4: Singled out, oh, yeah. yeah. Does it have to be Hardwick, though? I'm over him.
2: <laughs> I'm I was gonna say, it. oh, yeah,
6: now he's over him. Yeah, uh,
3: no, I, I thought you know, the format was fun uh yeah i enjoyed the show i mean again again i was a teen but yeah i i I like that yeah format still works i think they actually did bring it back um maybe a couple years ago because i think i knew a buddy who was writing on it so maybe maybe they already beat me to that one
4: i think they should bring it back doesn't seem problematic at all in 2022 (laughs) i think mateen was
5: on an episode of single out who mateen stewart i think he was Really? oh yeah yes I think he was on an episode of Singled out I'm pretty sure
4: that's amazing <laughs> he seems way too
5: young for that yeah but I think they it might have been on the reboot or maybe it was like oh, okay. way back in the day when he was still like pretty they had like, a kid's you know, version stand up they had a kid's version <laughs>
4: I'd watch mTV spring Break again mm. that was like the most porn thing that I could watch on my TV when I was a kid
3: oh yeah right that and
1: the grind was just man that was pretty awesome.
4: Yeah, that was out there. They were that what about, was um
1: was remote control the one that Colin Quinn was on? Yeah, Colin yeah.
4: Quinn and Adam Sandler.
1: Right. Adam Sandler that. and Colin Quinn on a game show. I mean, fire that up.
4: Yeah. <laughs> I'm here for that. And then who's I'm the here guy? for that? They
1: could they could just twist it a little bit. I mean it'd be an awesome show if they they updated it. Yeah. And had a budget of uh fifty million dollars an episode or whatever, Sandler Demands. Yeah.
2: Remember when people used to have two music videos for one song? Yeah. What do they still do that?
4: What had that what had two music videos?
2: I feel like there was like some old George Harrison song. Wasn't it like Got My Mind Set on You? There were two videos or something.
4: Do you know that weird Al version?
2: Guys, I'm from Generation D. (laughs) 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 I'm like, remember didn't Elvis Press
1: <laughs> No, that song came, came out in like movie.
4: 1987. I remember that song. did the Weird I heard the Elvis
1: movie. movies good? Yeah. Is the Elvis movie good? Yeah. Does anybody know?
4: I have only seen Top Gun liked. and Nope.
3: I saw the Elvis movie. It was yeah, I liked it. I Although honestly, the the uh, the Tom Hanks accent reminded me <laughs> of the character in the Water Boy, and so that was. <laughs> but the movie itself, The best was Sandler movie, yeah, I, I thought. <laughs> I thought Tom Hanks was good, just, a, like, really, to me, it was, like, the same, yeah. you know, voice. It's so he funny, like, he's an, actor, he's an
4: actor, he's an actor who's so accent. good that you, like, if you heard him do, like, a, a wrong accent, you'd be like, I guess I'm wrong about this. Yeah.
3: <laughs> and apparently, like, so... he didn't have that much of an accent.
4: He just wanted to do it like his son, mm-hmm. his son's doing a Jamaican accent, like, and he got it from his dad walking around. yeah. Over.
2: Because Forrest fun. Gump had an accent, too, right? He did. Or is that just like...
4: <laughs> he did. He's from Alabama. Oh, right, right, right.
1: <laughs> yes, it was an accent, Lizzie.
2: <laughs> okay.
4: <You're- laughs> or the other option is he's just like... You know. know.
2: I have a Hyundai accent.
4: <laughs> oh, my,
2: oh keyboard my God. Broken. <laughs> broken Smash. Keyboard. Broken. Broken
0: keyboard.
4: Okay, we're about to talk about movies. Warner Brother killed this Batgirl movie that cost $90 million. This is the only thing that would make me want to see this movie now. I want to see yeah. how terrible this fucking $90 million canceled movie was. Why not, do you think
5: it's terrible? Why yeah, is that the assumption?
4: They didn't cancel it because it's terrible. They didn't?
5: Maybe.
6: No, no, it's because it was... they. The intention was for it to only be on HBO Max and they... Uh, You know, because these fucks—they—if—if something's only going to be in the theater, or like a wide release, they want it to be like because, like the Flash thing, they won't cancel despite everything that uh, you
1: know. Despite uh, human human trafficking,
6: right? Uh, Because that's like two hundred million dollars. But this one was only going to be on the streamer, and so they—they—they pulled a bunch of shit from HBO Max. They're—they're killing the original content on HBO Max as this discovery merger. So they're just taking it as a fucking tax loss. And they're they're never gonna release it because legally they can't. If they take it as a loss, no one will be able to see it. It's unbelievable. Yes. It must not be good though.
3: Right. Why do you
5: it, why? Why is that assumption? Well, first like of it's so all, unfair. it's first of all it's
1: called Bat Girl.
5: <laughs> I mean I know.
3: Like, if it was good, they would put it out. They would figure <laughs> no, out No. Why would they not I, release a that
5: movie that's like, good? I, wait because they're gamblers, I've, they're professional seen gamblers.
6: Seen gamblers. That's what it
5: is. As, as many million dollar horrible movies as all of us have seen. Yeah. We know that to not be true. We know that to not be true. Yeah. And the fact that this decision came from people who I know have never made a good piece of art themselves. I'm, I'm like, mm-mm. you. So you think, think
4: maybe this could be Casablanca?
5: I don't think it could be Casablanca, but the guys who are doing the movie did. I watched all of the Miss Marvel series and yeah, they yeah. did like a bunch of episodes of that. This
0: is and them. It
5: was so good. You guys, I wonder yeah. if it's because of COVID, like
2: the connection to bats.
0: No. <laughs> I I <laughs> they did
2: the
3: they did Batman it.
4: during this. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be awesome. It's but, of
5: COVID have you seen that the it... Miss Marvel series? Did any of you guys see it, watch it's it? Terrific. Yes. Oh, no. It's wonderful. It's so well done. It's so creative. It's like amazing. the way that they integrate like texting and social media into, like, the you know just the the way that they they show it on the screen is like so innovative wait say so the
4: name cute. of the show again you're talking about
5: miss marvel
4: oh my god i thought you were talking about marvelous miss mazel
5: no good god no and i thought <laughs> That's okay what i thought you, when you, i was like yes when, i saw all of it <laughs> like,
4: oh, no. you said texting and i was like i don't think so
1: yeah texting <laughs> Is that <laughs> I uh
4: Lenny
2: Bruce text.
1: Lenny Bruce is like I, the, the thing, it sounded so interesting that they shot the whole thing in Scotland and is Michael Keaton Batman in yeah. Batgirl? Yeah, yeah, so maybe it yeah. is. Good sounds like sounds like they put a lot of they made a lot of interesting choices and it's
5: well, that was that was because Michael Keaton actually signed on for like an eight movie Batman, Batman deal, so he was going to be integrated into that whole universe. And then they scrapped that whole idea completely. So that yeah. Michael Keaton idea, that that wasn't their idea. That got folded in. The only idea
4: on. that I will accept, I'll accept two ideas. One is that this was the worst movie anyone's ever seen. Yes. Or two, this is the best movie anyone's ever seen. Anything else, <laughs> oh fuck God. off. <laughs> I can make it up in my head all I want. <laughs> since I'll never see it, and you'll never see it, and you'll never know.
6: It's so funny. It's really? now like one of these movies, like, you know the day the cr- the clown cried, the Jerry Lewis movie he never finished about the clown and the concentration can't camp. Can't
4: ever see it. Yes, yes, yes.
6: Like it's just locked away in his vault, forever. The most canceled right. movie of all time.
3: You got to get that thing to be seen. The
6: clown. The clown. Who, like question. A, uh, the day
1: the clown cried. Or something yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Zero understanding of the Marvel uh cinematic universe. This is uh, DC. Why would, DC. Be, exactly. why would it not be? Why would it not be? Bat woman.
2: Right.
6: That's a, you're going to think I'm joking. That's a different character.
2: Yeah. I think this is for the government to decide when a girl becomes a woman, actually. (laughs) Good point. (laughs) Yeah.
0: She
4: hasn't had her bat mitzvah. Right.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of, because she, you know, this is the first time we were going to have a Latina woman like play that you know this character and played on the screen so that's the other reason why i'm sad and i am defending it because i'm like this should have happened this should we've seen so many how many times have we seen oh uh, just another white superhero and like we're getting some more but it's like i'm really vicariously happy and proud for you know representation in fictional very very fictional worlds
4: yeah It was very striking. Go ahead, go ahead. Sorry,
5: Batgirl related
3: to Batman in any part? I mean, that is a serious question. Like, I don't. It's a great
2: question. I don't know. The
6: the the original Batgirl is Barbara Gordon, the daughter of Commissioner Gordon.
2: Okay,
3: really? Are you joking? No, because I have no idea. Um, Okay, I'm just trying to wrap my head on
4: who Batgirl is. (laughs) Commissioner Gordon's. Daughter. Some of us give oh. birth
2: to mammals, Sean.
3: <laughs> Identifies as a bat, you know, whatever it is.
4: <laughs> um. Okay. Uh. So in Missouri, where Nate Craig is, there's two people running. There's a lot of people running for. The Republican I nomination.
2: I have to say, I live alone. That's why. To... <laughs> I don't mean to disgust anyone. No one's coming after me. This is. I'm going to consume this this afternoon. I just had to set the record. I think straight. you're
1: good. I think it's good.
2: Okay. I'm really proud
4: of you.
1: you. Lizzie, I drink a Coke Zero today. Oh, you do oh. Full disclosure.
2: Oh, my God.
4: I have a Diet um, Coke in front of me. And coffee. So Legitimately, you're all making me thirsty. I <laughs> I'm So these two guys are running for Republican nomination. They both want Trump's nomination. One name is Eric Guyton's. the other guy's name is Eric Schmidt. Trump did his I can't be on Twitter version of endorsing making his choice and they're both named Eric and Trump endorsed Eric. Where does this rank with the dumbest Trump shit you've ever heard?
1: Ah <laughs> uh,
4: so it's Eric Guyton and Eric Schmidt, and Trump is like, I endorse Eric.
1: Genius. He can't lose. Yeah, sounds smart right. to me, actually. It's, it, if anything, it's an indictment of his entire
5: base.
3: Right up there with uh, when they did the press conference outside of the Four Seasons Law. That.
5: that was, oh, my that God. Was
4: that was some amazing that shit. That was wonderful.
3: If you wrote that in a screenplay, people would be like, this is – this."
7: No, that, that, that lawn Everybody? service
6: place yeah. Has an account on TikTok And just
4: every video is just about
6: Can you believe that they did that? <laughs>
4: <laughs> that is one of those things Where they will do some deep dive podcast Like 20 oh. years from now And nobody will fucking believe this shit Right right. Whatever a podcast what about, is What was the
2: name years. of his space program? It was like Fast Space Space Force Space Space Force. Force. Space Force.
1: Yeah, it still exists.
2: I think that's the worst, dumbest, most juvenile <laughs> name for anything <laughs> representing science in any way. Space Force.
6: But then wasn't then like a Netflix show like Spike yes. it and like steal the name um, yeah. and copyright it before we yes. could? Yes. Yeah.
4: I think Nate's right. right. I think Nate's right. This I think that when this happened, they should have just said, I don't know, you guys who like him are dumb, not him. He you you guys are the dumb.
1: <laughs> yeah, you pick. You pick the Eric. I'm not responsible for the choice you make after this. I'm just going to endorse whoever winds up winning. Right.
0: The <laughs> wild.
4: Okay. Uh, Vince Scully died this week for uh, sports fans. Vince Scully. The funny thing about this to me, not that he died, but he's he's 94, so I, it's not like a tragic tragic loss. It's he's a LA legend. And a Brooklyn legend, but...
2: You're clearly still processing this I, like I right. mean, it's not a huge loss, but I...
4: So people are sending me, like, fucked up shit that he's said, kind of, like, over the years. And this was, like... Um, yeah. I'm actually going to give him... A
6: guy who called baseball games for the Brooklyn Dodgers said fucked up shit? <laughs>
4: like, he said one that. thing about socialism being bad and, like... Yes. A friend sent this
1: to me. Socialism, by the way, still alive.
3: (laughs) Also still bad. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Totally nailed it. Uh, No, I mean,
3: he's 94. Like, uh, you know, I'm sure he said some politically incorrect things at the time, but by all accounts, he seemed like a pretty decent guy. Yeah.
6: Wouldn't it be funny if somebody dug up, like, quotes from Mother Teresa that didn't age well? (laughs) You know, Christopher Hitchens...
4: Christopher why, Hitchens why, was
6: like, what, what did she do? Oh my, well, she never apparently. gave, she could
4: have given, um, she could have taken that money and given medical services to those Indian kids. Yeah. And she never did. She, she's like, I'm going to pray for them. And the kids exactly. were like, But we're dying and need medicine. And she's like, I'm. Yeah. Who is this? Mother Teresa. Well, Mother Christopher, Teresa. Chris, look up Christopher Hitchens' Mother Teresa. He's like, uh, She's the biggest oh piece of God. shit in the history of the world. the catholic church i can say this because i was raised i have have a catholic friend uh put their (laughs) their heart and soul in every pr thing behind this woman she took all this money from all over the world and didn't give medical supplies to these dying indian kids
2: yeah did she coin herself mother because if so that's sick (laughs) it <laughs> actually Glenn well, no, Danzig.
5: Thing, it has to do with the yeah.
4: <laughs> she's a nun. She's a nun. Position.
0: Yeah. yeah. No, it,
5: <laughs>
4: she's a nun, so you get to be called mother. Yeah. Like. like oh,
5: the, oh, the, oh. right. There are right, plenty, right. plenty more people that deserve maybe that. Maybe it's just because it sounds good. Like it's like, maybe it's like the amount of syllables. You know, like for like the purpose of like making somebody feel bad. Like, well, you're no Mother Teresa. It sounds, you know what I mean? Like maybe, I don't know.
4: She had a I, great yeah. PR team. She had a great PR team. I, yeah. I'm telling you, Christopher Hitchens hated Mother Teresa. I've never heard anybody else say this, but yeah, he was all over Man. this. The hottest take in
1: history. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> he had reason to What other great it? old person can we trash here today?
4: But I'm actually going to give Vin Scully the Joe Rogan excuse. Remember when Joe Rogan said the N-word 26 times, and he's like, "I've been on the air a thousand episodes," <laughs> and everybody's like, oh, "So what? I'm going to get." They I'm were gonna, all in <laughs> one episode. <laughs> Vin Scully announced for the Dodgers nine innings for a hundred and sixty two games from nineteen fifty to twenty sixteen it's so okay he said something he about
5: say?
4: he said something about socialism once like
5: that's it that's the only thing he said
0: that
3: was bad well yeah his, his, the context was he he was pointing out I think it was like Venezuela where socialism had failed and that the richest person in the country was like the daughter of the president so he, yeah he wasn't even i don't know it was yeah
5: you know, i mean he, really, he didn't
4: have a color commentator to be like well that's because our foreign policy is to fuck them over into venezuela you know somebody
5: like needs to do some some better research i, I feel like there's got to be something worse that he said and i don't even care i just that's that's sad that that's the best that they could come up with yeah
3: really <laughs>
4: He's been on the air since 1950. Like, come on. He never said anything <laughs> fucked up. Like, yeah. Oh, uh, the other one somebody sent me was Fernando Valenzuela, who is from Mexico, threw a no-hitter, and he said, if you have a sombrero, throw it in the air.
5: <laughs> That's some <just> good writing.
4: <laughs> Those are hats in Mexico. <laughs> Where he's from, originally. I he,
5: got only... the, he got the country right. Yeah. It's but, not like he said, I don't know. If he was
6: from he Venezuela. Story, yeah. Don't accept any free hats. Socialism is bad.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't if you're a pink county, this no-hitter doesn't apply to you. <laughs>
4: uh, I just saw this headline and I don't know anything about it. But the headline says that a guard, a security guard at Lollapalooza faked a mass shooting so he could go home early. (laughs) I want (laughs) I want the best excuse you've given to go home early from a job.
3: Well, I did. uh, I didn't go home early, but I was working as a dishwasher at Penn State and uh, I didn't want to. I didn't want to do the job anymore. So I just called and left a voice voicemail and said I was in a horrific car accident. And could they just mail me my check? And then they, they mailed the check and they never followed up and asked if I was okay. So I didn't really feel that bad about
2: it. Yeah. Like they mailed me a dish. You forgot one,
5: (laughs) (laughs) but you know what this is? So I used to work for a company that like, I wasn't a security guard, but it was a security company. So we like hired a lot of security guards. And I think that is, the, that is the biggest problem with that position because, like, I feel like why we can't come up with a reason is that we all know that, like, there's no – none of these shitty jobs are worth lying for. But with the security guard position, like, they make you feel like you should care. Like, this is the safety of these people. Meanwhile, they're being paid, like, $20, $21 an hour. It's like, this is nothing. Like, you want me to care? Like, give me yeah. nurse a nurse's salary, right? Yeah. So, of course, they're going to come up with a lie. Now <laughs> – a mass shooting—it's a little intense, but like, yeah, I get—I get them coming up with reasons to leave.
4: That seems like a bad, oh like what bad karma or something. I didn't it,
2: know Lollapalooza was still going. They brought it <laughs> back
4: with Beavis and ButtHead.
2: I, it's I back, fainted baby. there when I was seventeen. I fainted from dehydration. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: all right. No. One time I was landscaping. Okay. I was landscaping in Madison uh, when I was in high school for a summer. And I told the job in the first half of the day was on one side of the lake. The job in the second half of the day was on the other side of the lake. And I took like a three hour lunch. And the reason I gave was that I, I drove the, I didn't know how to get to the other job from the other, from one way around the lake. So I had to stop, turn around and go all the way around the lake so that I knew my way around. Hilarious. <laughs>
4: You're reminding me. I when I moved to LA, there was no. You had to print out directions or write directions down. There was no like GPS oh, thing. God, I got lost on the way to a show, and I just had to make up an excuse because I was like, I have no idea where the fuck I am. Like,
2: right?
4: I had to call whoever I was dating and have them like be like, take a left on the street. Oh, oh
2: my God! My car. Yeah.
6: I I only ever pretended to be sick, but now that I think about it, when I was. I wrote for WWE and that place was so psychotic. It was like, you couldn't do, you weren't allowed to be doing anything else except for like writing for WWE, you know? Uh And so I had like a sketch we were going to shoot out here in LA. And that was in New York. And I said, uh, I had already committed to go to a friend's wedding so I made up a wedding, but then the fucked up thing was, is WWE was in LA at the same time, so I was like paranoid I was going to run into somebody like on the plane or something. But <laughs> so I had to have this thing of like that. Oh well, I'm going to a wedding. I'm not, you know. <laughs> this is so Costanza. Yeah. So I made up a wedding. Triple H is
2: on her flight.
4: Well, that one of the guys he came up with a wrestler. Holy shit! I, I, Lizzie. I
6: I've been
2: want I've been dipping into it. You've been dabbling. You're checking out this new
4: up and comer, Mm -hmm. Triple H. Yeah, new up
2: and comer.
1: What was it
3: like? Formerly known as Helmsley.
1: Yeah, (laughs) because has been doing her preparation. H. Come on,
6: Sean. What were you going to say?
3: Oh, I was just going to say what uh, what was it like working for WWE? Because I've only heard negative things.
6: Yeah, no, it was terrible. But it was fun because like I love wrestling. And then the, the 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 creative team when I was there, I did I did like two stints there. One was like there in person and then the other was here remotely in LA. Um but most of the I'd say like half of the, the, the writers that were there when I was there both times are still there. And so like that crew of people I just love. And I have like friends who are just ex-writers i am even friends with like ex-writers who i never even worked with but it is such a it is like
4: what jensen bonded
6: yeah it's it's like a strange you know trauma uh, bonding yeah trauma bond yeah (laughs) yeah it's like oh you it's like the beginning of taxi driver when the the guy running the the cab stand doesn't like de niro until he's like oh you were a marine i was a marine
1: (laughs) (laughs) what was the uh what was the source of the uh The trauma in that office.
6: Oh, it was all Vince McMahon. He's he's the worst. I mean, the fucking talk about throwing your sombreros in the air when McMahon fucking got in trouble and had to retire. Oh my god, this
4: was the greatest thing that ever happened. (laughs) Did you buy the Wall Street Journal or just take a picture of a Wall Street Journal?
6: No, I have it right over there, and I I have the New York Times article
4: with it in there too. Yeah. He kind of made my childhood. I don't know if I could ever hate uh, Vince McMahon no matter what. Please.
6: He poached talent from all over the country. You know, it it was already happening.
2: And he drank a world supply of Dr. Pepper. He did. He got
4: in trouble. (laughs)
3: That's such a funny thing to include.
4: Nate Craig, do you have a video... Uh, you at a swimming pool confronting Alex Jones. Am I making this up in my head?
1: No, that's true. Yeah. No, I saw him. I was, uh, I went to uh, my, what I went to, I had never been to Hawaii. So uh, my aunt uh, was, had, got a house there for a couple of weeks and invited my mom and I out and we went there and my friends were also there and they were, a couple of them were staying at the St. Regis, which is like the big, dumb you know, uh, super fancy hotel there. And uh, sure enough, Alex Jones is at the pool. And I straight up sat with that guy in a hot tub and, like, just kind of trolled him to his face a little bit and told him how funny I thought the sketch he did with Eric Andre was. And then you know because i don't know if you saw that when yeah, Andre yeah, yeah. comes up to him on the stage it's the daily show guy get up here daily show guy and then andre's just like oh, i want you to fuck my wife <laughs> and uh and and Alex jones just has no idea how to respond and um and then he just it was right after trump uh it was right after uh hillary beat trump the first time and um and he was like, "Trump's Trump, there's no PP tape. He's a germaphobe." And he was like, he just like offered up all this shit about. Trump. He was basically just bragging that he like knows. You're a Trump surprisingly
4: person. good Alex Jones, by the way. It's not hard to
1: do. It's it's not hard to do. I'm really just doing Adomian's. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, <laughs> and and then you know, he had his like. It was he had just gotten a divorce. Or I don't follow the guy, but I I mean he's famous enough to know. He keeps himself in the news with this awful shit, and. um, He was there with, like, not his wife and just, like, spending, you know, poor people's supplement money at the St. Regis in Kauai right after, like, celebrating, basically there with his mistress celebrating Trump being president. That's so gross.
2: Was he coughing a lot in the hot tub?
1: (laughs) He was just, I mean, he just just is constantly gargling (laughs) gravel
2: do i need to pay attention
1: that's like that's actually how he talks
4: do i need to pay attention to this uh court case yeah he in? sounds
2: like buttering toast oh. his voice sounds like buttering
4: what's um, well, over the, oh it is
3: the court case thing is insane where yeah. his lawyers accidentally sent <laughs> all his phone records to the to the uh prosecutors like a complete fuck up uh email thing on their part and the prosecutors are like you you told this under oath and then you said that, but there's text messages that say directly opposite. Do you know what perjury? Is? Yeah. They had his whole cell
1: phone. It. Yeah. It's, it's pretty amazing. The thing that sucks about it is now he's going to get all of his lawyer's stuff. Like he's gonna sue the shit out of
4: for that, that Malfi's yeah
1: like yes, malpractice that's really really bad. He actually, <laughs> it's really he has, bad lawyering. He has
3: a good case.
1: <laughs> yes, he has. He he does not need anything. That is, it's all on tape. <laughs> this is all gonna make Alex Jones money in the end. That's uh, true. He's got,
6: he's got two more civil cases now.
1: Are they yeah, gonna good. send? I mean, I hope that's that fun. I hope that they bury him so deep that. Yeah. I mean, they need to start running. They need to start assessing the value of that law firm's. <laughs> he's
6: being, uh, he's, he's being, he's, he's, uh, Sandy Hook parents are coming after him, Lizzie,
2: because he said that it was fake. Right, right. I saw. The uh, so first well, I saw, quick- and I actually watched that, and I was wondering if he was ill because the entire time they're like, can you tell me if this is a text message? And he's like, like centipedes <laughs> spraying
6: out of his mouth. <laughs> you think people in a cave did this? Well,
4: like, all of us have good. No, I don't have a good. I don't do have a good Alex do. Jones.
1: I've. I, this, this is this is how I tell the truth. Does
4: everybody, Crystal, guys. do your Alex Jones?
1: Oh, I've
6: been fascinated by Alex Jones for for forever. Like when he popped up with like the Trump stuff. Me, Vince, Pop, we were all like Greg Johnson. We we're all like, oh my god, it's our old buddy Alex Jones. He's he's like. Going mainstream. That's I used hilarious. to watch
4: when he'd go to, like, uh, the Owl Festival thing. Bohemian Grove. Bohemian yeah. Grove and shit like yeah. that. Like, he... People... Like, I think Carl has told mic? me about
1: him.
2: It's, What's the Owl?
0: <laughs> he'd go yes, to Bohemian Grove. an open Grove.
1: mic for supplement salesman. Uh, yeah, dude. <laughs> he's... He's, uh... He, Trump was on his show in the White House. Like, from the president of the United States went on Alex Jones that's insane
4: yeah it's Crystal Lizzie, Nate Sean and Matt please click follow give me all of the stars and a little review put it on your little reviewer hat and whatever people do on there I don't know if it matters but if you do it that'd be cool there's still more show but if you want video of this panel if you're like but what do they look like and what does it look like unedited what do you guys talk about that you don't Uh, that you don't keep in the show because it's totally inappropriate. Also, what is that like for every panel that you've done since March of 2020 when COVID started? Well, that's on the show's Patreon. Become a premium member. There's tons of stuff on there. You should go there if you want to help support the show. Do I need money? Oh, yes, desperately. Patreon.com forward slash Brido. B-R-I-D-O. Okay, we'll get right back to the show after a brief word from our sponsors.
0: What is the best way to handle the streaming wars? Judge all the content against each other. The Buffer Battle Podcast does just that. Joel and Tony are former radio co-hosts who pit two relevant pieces of content against each other every week to determine the winner of the week. From documentaries to dumb sitcoms, these two will help you decide who wins. And at the end of each month, they throw it all into a no-holds-bars cage match to see who wins the month. Often joined by special guests, including your boy Brido, to help decide the winners, tournament style. These guys have fun making fun of themselves and keep their passions for film and TV alive during this podcast. Tony's a film nerd, Joel is a music geek, and they aren't shy about their opinions. Listen to the Buffer Battle podcast anywhere you download your podcast.
4: I'm Mike Bridenstine, and I have listened to None Taken.
7: The ad we've been doing for like two years on Brido's show, it's all based on an inside joke on our show, but it's for listeners that haven't listened to oh. our show yet. Yeah. So the joke yeah. is we always start our show with, you know, somebody as listened. a guest and yeah, and I've never listened to None Taken. Right. And, and They're so, not going to get that. No, they've never got that. <laughs> what an annoying <laughs> commercial. <laughs> a waste of time.
1: Why
6: didn't I think of that?
7: <laughs> Neither of us did. <laughs> And then the whole thing ends with these guys fuck, which was like something I said once at the end of a recording, like spastically, like impulsively. Oh, you're not supposed to I still think that's anymore. funny. All I right. like it when the girl says it. I, I, uh, hi, Victoria. This is the best. This is welcome to Nun Taken. This is what Nun Taken is like.
1: <laughs> Wait, did we just do an ad? Is that what you're telling me?
7: I, I think that's what I'm going to send him. And who knows? I mean, he's played that <laughs> for the last two years. Why wouldn't he play this? This is more like what our show is. Thank you, Dustin and Alan. Boy, those
4: guys seem like they fuck. Now, here's the thrilling conclusion of Crystal, Lizzie, Nate, Sean, and Matt. If you haven't already, you should click follow. Okay, I want to I end um, today by doing something that I call song tournament. Some of you have done it before, some of you have not. But I take the top eight Billboard songs from a specific year for the whole year, and I make them pl- uh, face off in a tournament against each other. This will be decided by the five of you with the criteria that you decide in your head in the moment. Whatever the fuck you want to say wins, wins. The year I chose is everyone's favorite year, 1989. The number one song of 1989. You, I had to look this up because I did not... Know it off the top of my head, but it is Look Away by Chicago. Is everyone that was the number one song in nineteen eighty nine? The number one song of nineteen eighty nine in America. So when I was
2: in nursery school, this was the number one song. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
4: It goes like if you see me walking by and the tears are in my eyes, look away, baby. Look do you know that one? Okay, I had no never.
5: never.
4: Versus Girl, you know it's true by Millie Vanilli.
5: Oh wow. there you go.
4: <laughs> Is everyone familiar with Girl You Know It's True by Millie Vanilli? <laughs> Girl You Know It's True.
2: I know both of these
1: songs.
4: Who's saying Millie Vanilli? Is this a clean sweep for Millie Vanilli?
1: Hundred yeah. yes. percent. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay.
5: I don't know the other song, full disclosure. I didn't <laughs> it either like...
4: I did not either.
2: It's an emotional I don't know if it would classify it as a ballad, but it's it tugs on the heartstrings. It's not even close. It to feels like that Chicago
6: had to have song. been like the last time you heard from Chicago,
1: probably. Right, exactly. That was Chicago's coda.
6: <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
2: saying they're saying "Look Away"
6: I can't believe they had a hit in
4: '89. Number right. one song in 1989, "Look Away" by Chicago, and America wow. heard them and did.
6: That's that's a lot of like thirty something money. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> the four versus five. Straight America up. America said, we we,
1: we we need a band named Cleveland. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Number four song of 1989 is Straight Up by Paula Abdul. That's, oh. Uh, straight so, up, not down. Okay. Versus. Yeah. Versus Miss You Much by Janet Jackson.
5: <gasps> That's hard. That's
4: really hard. Right now, Tammy, if you want me oh! I gotta go, Janet Jackson. Versus.
5: Oh.
6: there might be more than one Janet Jackson song on this. There is you, okay. yeah.
4: one more yeah. Paula Abdul song on this. I, I let me tell you what <gasps>
5: lyric I, I know,
1: know what it is. I got wrong. Um, opposites attract. No, it's Wait. not opposites attract. attract. Is on there?
4: It's not opposites attract. What oh, were you gonna say, Crystal? Uh,
5: in straight up Natalie, I used to think she was talking about somebody named Ron, because she says are, "Are or are you just having fun?" But the way she says it, it like scrunches together, and so I thought she's saying "Ron, you just having fun." I was like, Mm-mm, "Ron, <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: so great, that's so great." Lyrics of- that you <laughs> lyrics that never were. <laughs> my, my my best friend used to think that the final countdown was. It's the fight on downtown.
6: I knew a girl in <laughs> high school who thought the Metallica song and uh, her salmon that they were saying eggs delight.
4: Eggs oh, delight.
1: <laughs> eggs done right. <laughs> a nice French omelet. Take my ham. With some chopped up chops of cheese. oh
5: my god
1: who's saying paula abdul me nate craig that should set that should set my world on fire yeah i
4: vote paula two for paula abdul
2: i'm a paula as well but i'm curious i think i know what the other song is too
4: yeah i'll tell you right after this but
2: i'm gonna say i'm
5: gonna say miss you (laughs) much
4: yeah miss you, much. Same. I really miss you much. okay paul yeah. abdul moves on three yeah. to two three to two how does the how does it come out of that i'm rushing home just as soon as i can't like
5: yeah
4: it made my like, body <laughs> okay
1: somehow even
5: at six years old i felt like i could really
1: you would miss someone much rhythm nation (laughs)
5: 1814 my parents were divorced I'm one when i was not with the other
4: (laughs) number
1: three they missed each other much
4: the number three versus number six the number six song is cold hearted by paula abdul
2: oh was that
4: your guess lizzie lizzie looks happy with her guess yeah
2: i have to say that video um had some pseudo sexual, psychosexual effects on me.
1: <laughs> look into my remember eyes. Remember the video? Uh-oh, it was these like, like everyone,
2: like on a oh. scaffolding, like Oh, oh I the love the video. Snake, each other. <laughs>
1: you can't tell me. You can't tell me lies.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hide snake. Yeah. Look into my eyes. Oh, uh oh. Is <laughs> look into his eyes. Yeah. Look into He's his a lover eye. boy.
1: All right. Versus the
4: number three. My tree
2: cutter? Sorry, is my tree cutter super loud? You're fine. No.
1: no, that's why That's why you pay for that high quality microphone. Yeah, that Yeti. I did put it in the
2: chat. I did put it in the chat.
4: <laughs> versus the number three song. So, Paula Abdul, cold hearted. Versus Every Rose Has Its Thorn by Poison. God damn
5: it. Cold hearted. Every yeah, Rose I just think poison's has so its stupid, thorn. I gotta
4: go. <laughs> Paul Abdul. Two for Paula. Um. Just like every mm-hmm. cowboy Campbell. sings yeah, a sad, sad song. Yeah. Every, every rose, rose has its thorn. I, don't know.
1: I, mean, I, I, I gotta go with Poison because I already went with... I already went with uh,
4: yeah, we got Paula Abdul in Paula the back. Abdul.
3: I'm
2: going
4: Poison. It's two to two. It all comes down to Lizzie Cooperman, and I know she's picking...
2: Oh, my God. I don't even know what to say at this juncture. All
4: right, let's I hear think I'm.
2: I think I'm going...
1: I need a spokesman.
4: I'm
2: gonna go. Every rose has its thorn. <gasps> oh, didn't
1: wow. think so. so. I did not I really think just so. You know I thought you were staying team Sense.
2: You know why? It paints a picture. It tells a story. We both lie silently, still in the dead of the night. We both lie close together. We feel miles, miles apart. apart. Inside.
4: He doesn't know why though.
2: Is it something I said?
4: Something I did? Where are you
1: right now? Did my words <laughs> not come out right? See, see. So
6: I, I saw I saw C.C. C. DeVille in the uh, uh, lobby at MTV Networks one time. He was going into the elevators. Really? He was he wearing like, a he trench coat? Know, this was probably like 2002. He looked like he didn't know where the fuck he was.
4: <laughs> oh, man. I saw Perry Fell. What do you mean isn't VH1?
1: <laughs>
2: you know what? I loved all those glam rock videos in the hotels where they're all smashing the phone because they're so beat up over this romance, you know? So
6: funny. Even as a kid at the time, I was like, this is so lame.
2: <laughs> I thought
4: Unskinny Bop was really good, cool. And I thought oh. Something to Believe in was really good.
1: Give okay, me something to believe. That's a really bad song, Mike. Well, I was a, a child.
4: Really Unskinny Bop rips to this day, though. I'll put that on now and have a fucking day.
2: <laughs> is that a, was there ever a dance, the Unskinny Bop? Or what is it? Does it just mean sex?
1: I think it just means uh, fucking. No. Yeah, yeah.
2: Unskinny Bob.
1: No. When in doubt, odds are it's about having sex with an yeah. underage woman. Yeah. You
2: guys, we should make unskinny pop. Like soda? Full fat popcorn. No,
1: soda. Load
6: up. You see, Ronnie, the love rocket is his dick.
4: <laughs> okay. So every rose. Oh, love was, God.
6: What did I say? Love rocket? Love, love rock. <laughs> love
4: rocket. Okay. Bike. The number seven song of 1989 feels like it was from 1949, but it is Wind Beneath My Wings by Bette Midler. Uh Okay. Versus My Prerogative by Bobby Brown, which Lizzie Cooperman has a joke about. That's a first My Prerogative. Like,
5: what? Very good. (laughs) There's no question.
4: (laughs) Who is saying Bette Midler just for funsies? (laughs)
6: Man, this is like when, at the old Amoeba, uh, when, like, you go upstairs where they would have the VHS tapes and the DVDs and the Laserdiscs, and they had a whole section of Laserdiscs, right?
1: A.K.A. When- Matt McCarthy town. Oh, my That's God. right.
4: You must have loved Amoeba. Oh, my
6: God. I loved it. it the The new one is smaller, but it, it's, you know, they still they still have everything I love.
1: But they moved all the VHS tapes to your house. <laughs> yeah, right I behind know. you.
6: They have so many less VHS tapes. It's such a bummer. But uh, here's my point. If you went to the classical section downstairs, there was twice as many Laserdiscs in the classical section of just, like, operas and shit. And it, and it made so much sense to me because, like, that yuppie, Fraser Crane, mid-80s, rich <laughs> person, 30-something, like, it's like all the people in like Woody Allen movies, like, oh yes, I have a Laserdisc player, we can watch an opera on Laserdisc. Those are the people buying the Chicago record, buying
4: Wind Beneath my wings in yeah. 1989. When Vin Scully had his final game, the Dodgers clinched the playoffs in 2016. I watched the game, because it was Vin Scully's last game. And then he uh they they cut to him and he sings Wind Beneath My Wings to the entire <laughs> Dodger wow. Stadium, while the Dodgers players and everybody stood and, like, like stood there, had to fucking stand there and pretend like this was just a great send-off, while Vin <laughs> Scully... Like, yeah. was...
1: this would be a great <laughs> gag for you to tell on your podcast. Is that really... Did that really happen in yeah, life?
4: Yeah, that's fucking Have real. You... I watched it wow. like...
5: <laughs> Do you know the song On the Wings of Love?
4: On the Wings oh, yeah, of yeah. Love! Oh, my God. It's a Bronger I, joke. Yeah, yeah. I,
5: I listen to that song whenever it comes on the radio. I have to listen to it all the way through and I just laugh hysterically ah. because it's just, it's so sincere, but it sounds so made up. It sounds like like a parody of a parody of a song. And I feel the same way about, um, what is the other song, the Bette Midler song? Wind Beneath My <laughs> Wings. Oh, From <laughs> a Distance. From,
2: from
6: a, a Distance. Di- oh. distance. Yes. oh, God.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. Even though we're at war...
4: Is that from Beaches or something or? uh... From a distance. (laughs) I'm just seeing my. This is like such a Maureen Bridenstine. This is my mom's name. This is like her fucking wheelhouse. She loves her (laughs) some McCarthy's
1: (laughs) getting receipts. Beaches,
4: sure. you got beaches? beaches.
1: Show us the money.
4: Show me. What was on that soundtrack? Is like if you want to be beaches. happy for the rest of your life, never oh, yeah. make a pretty woman your wife.
5: Oh, this Too.
2: When Matt said, "Watch an opera on LaserDisc," that was appealing to me. I was like, "That sounds really nice." Actually,
4: you gotta have beaches. Who's who wants to make an argument for Bette Midler? Not, can't do
2: it no not
1: one of you it's my prerogative <laughs>
4: you know when that
5: song came out let me tell you that song came out like very soon after my mom's divorce to my dad and it was like prime like me and my mom screaming hmm. that song at the top of our lungs like it could not per- have bobby brown
4: or like Wind beneath my Wings. yes
5: oh yeah. it's the way that i want to live yes it so, was empowering I felt
2: that way too cause I felt like it was also like it doesn't matter what they say about me and when but, you're like
1: yeah, but
4: Crystal this is when your family lost all what? the money
2: exactly it is this when is they lost the money <laughs> I
6: we were watching uh, I, I have beaches somewhere set, all say. I could find was the rose Oh, but uh, we, we were watching VH1 classics one night and uh, I don't remember the name of the woman or the man it's a duet but the songs like like two friends of lover, like lovers from two friends, or like two friend. Fuck. I someone, someone listening to this is screaming it right now. Oh, of course. But like the the song was playing. How was like can mo- we be lovers if we can't be friends? No, it was like two friends of lovers, something like that. And then um, oh, wait a
1: second, wait a second. Yeah, uh, right. Uh, hmm. <laughs> is that uh, Phil Collins? No. <laughs> It was, um,
4: it sounded like a Phil Collins. Song.
6: Yeah.
5: Uh, uh, uh. Oh, I know what you're talking about. song. I can't take this. Oh. oh, that's in too deep or
2: whatever. Yeah. I'm... yeah. In
5: too
0: uh-huh. deep. I'm I'll figure know. it out. But my point is, when we were watching the video, like, we were like, this.
6: what is this? And then when the chorus hit, it was suddenly like, flashback of being like three or four and like oh i remember hearing this in the car and then glennis was like my mom used to listen to this all the time
4: my sister will play songs like that that like we listened to growing up it's like why are you playing some days are diamonds by john denver
6: friends and lovers gloria loring and carl anderson
2: those are not star names. <laughs> Carl Anderson. Carl. Stage name. Carl
4: Anderson. The wrestler. The machine
1: gun. Yeah. <laughs>
4: Where's Doc Gallows? He sang it with oh, Gloria. The...
6: Can I play the song? Yes, My please. Please. please welcome Carl
2: Anderson. Please welcome Carl.
6: <laughs> no, like legit. That's the name of a pro wrestler. It is. Yeah. I have never even noticed.
2: He's that. in a tag oh. team with oh, Doc right, Gallows.
4: Right, right. Yeah. He's huge, right, he's huge in Japan.
6: He's uh, huge in Japan. Here he's short, but in Japan he's huge.
5: <laughs> yeah.
4: Let's hear this. (laughs) Classic start. Now, who's
7: that, Carl or Gloria? (laughs) Oh, my God. Look at (laughs) that.
6: ringing any bells no
5: that was like a movie sound i i, I need to, i need you to get to the
4: chorus there all right hold on yeah i gotta fast forward the tape
5: love, so oh. Oh. oh
4: my god yeah what is this
5: and I'll be your
4: lover. i know this Yeah.
5: yeah. Yeah.
4: Oh my god, dude. Okay, I haven't. I feel like you unlocked a part of my
1: brain.
6: It's it's their fuck buddies.
1: The message is the message is we could just be friends, but why do that when we could also be fucking?
6: Right. We can still be friends and do it. I think that's yeah. a positive and I love that that, mel- that 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 chord progression whatever it is. I don't know what, what's that called. I, I'm like, "Oh god, that is so satisfying." Is so, that
2: the interpretation or is it that we can be in a relationship where we're having sex and and still be friends even if we're married? No, absolutely
6: not. No, okay, is, I just wanted are, to make sure. No, just giving them They are friends <laughs> and it's like because the opening lyric, right. one of the opening lyrics is like, "Nothing would change if we made love." <laughs> That's what she oh. says. This yeah. guy's he, lying. Sure. This yeah, guy's she, lying.
1: it's
4: her idea too. Oh, yeah. That. So, so this is, is a man's one's fantasy. One's this, one's one's fantasy. Right? this is written by a man, where the woman's like, "We should fuck and still stay friends." He's like, "This is what a would
6: cool you song. say if I told you I've always wanted to hold you? I don't know what we're afraid of. Nothing would change if we made love."
5: Who has the writing credit on this song? Yeah, it's who really wrote,
6: really wrote this know. song? It's not a Diane
5: a, Warren. It has to be Diane Warren. It sounds like Diane Warren.
6: Uh, let's see.
5: <laughs> Please, be Diane Warren. oh, it wasn't a movie. It's. I bet it,
6: like it. it sounds like a
5: movie. It sounds like a movie song. Exactly
6: what I said. Uh, it was in Days of Our Lives. Okay, I wouldn't have seen that.
4: You all.
1: Oh,
6: wow, it was whoa, it says the song was first recorded as a duet by Gloria Loring and Carl Anderson in nineteen eighty-five for the soap opera days of our lives. That's amazing. That's crazy. Uh written by Jay Gruska and Paul Gordon. <laughs> yeah. Two dudes. Um, Jay and
1: Paul. <laughs> Two Jay dudes. and Paul. Two dudes. Ca- Jay and Paul lived their whole careers in the friend zone. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Yeah, they had to give the woman the, the, yeah. the line. They had to make it yeah, her this idea. Gonna... Does adult contemporary still exist? It does in my house.
6: Mm.
7: Nah,
4: <laughs> no. All right, the, the second round. You ready for the second round? Second round. Oh. Girl, You Know It's yeah. True by Millie Vanilli has moved on to the second round versus Straight Up by Paula Abdul.
1: Straight Up. Straight Up, man. Straight Paul Up. Paula's going to the finals. <laughs> It's Paula versus Bobby in the finals. I, Paula, I,
2: they didn't even sing that song. Someone sang it.
4: Rob and
1: Fab no, didn't sing it, but
4: somebody did.
6: Yes, we we are voting for the song, not the controversy. <laughs> yeah. So I am going to say the Millie Vanilli song.
4: <laughs> wow. One for Millie Vanilli.
5: <clears throat>
4: Crystal, what did I, you say? I, I think I'm going to go with... I think I'm
5: going to go with... Paula because Oh yeah. Like, I think only just because now that I'm thinking about it, I don't actually like the Millie Vanelli song is such a groove, but I don't actually like what is it about?
4: Uh that he loves her and it's yeah. ch- he's not lying. Right. She's like, "Do
6: you really love me or are you just trying to fuck me?" Yeah. She's like, "Girl, you know, you know it's true." Yeah.
4: <laughs>
2: You their know better song you. is blame it on the rain at least you if that, if there's that, an image yeah. there's an imagery you feel yes. look
1: <laughs> straight up straight up and girl you know it's true are the exact same song it's just who do you want to hear it from that's so mm. funny you're right oh and i want to hear it from paula abdul she was represented twice in this tournament <laughs> for a reason it was her year it was her time
5: right
1: she's a legend she's a dodger fan rest in peace vince scully oh.
5: I don't think it's the same song because in Millie Vanilli, it sounds like they're players and they're trying to convince a girl that they're not players. Whereas Paula is speaking to the player, saying, "Are you going to stop playing around?"
6: And to your point, yeah, but that's how a woman player does it. Uh-oh. That's <laughs> no, devil. But, but to your. Point, Chris. Oh, it's a dialogue. The, the two you're songs are a dialogue with, with each other. Yes. No, you're probably right because Millie Vanilli, they're two dudes trying to fuck one girl. They couldn't possibly both ooh, be in ooh. love with her.
4: Yeah. <laughs> and in fact, four dudes.
6: <laughs> That's right. That's right. Some It's a love work. pentagon. Cyrano de Bergerac to, shit. To, going be, on. to
1: be to be fair, I bet you there were several dudes that thought Straight Up was about them.
4: Oh my God! Oh, yeah. Cyrano de Berge- Yes, for happen. Milli Vanilli. Absolutely. There's some yeah.
2: more than words. Were they also going for the same girl? <laughs> <laughs> I, think
4: you,
6: I think we're I think we're uncovering something.
4: So Crystal, um, Crystal won. and Matt say Millie Vanilli.
5: No. Okay. No, Crystal Crystal's followed. Followed. Uh, Okay.
2: <laughs> Can I just say, had it been Janet Jackson's Escapade, I might have a oh. harder time. Escapade really was my jam.
4: What about Paul Abdul's op- Opposite to Tract is the best? Of, is, oh, that, that's, that's, that's the single I had. Right. That's
2: the best one, I think.
4: Yeah. Okay, the that's three the versus the two. Yeah. Every Rose that's Has right. Its Thorn. Matt, you know it's true. <laughs> every Rose two, Has Its Thorn. Two, two, we beat you. Versus My Prerogative by Bobby Brown. My Prerogative.
5: Wait, what, what, was what was the. Was...
4: Every yeah, what was Rose the, what Has what Its Thorn by Poison. Movie? Every rose oh. has its thorn by Poison oh, versus yeah. My Prerogative by Bobby
1: yeah. Brown. My prerogative, Bobby Bobby Brown, clean sweep. That was the, that's Bobby! still that's one of the all-time Bobby! singles in my opinion. That's like a top twenty single in American pop music. All right, the final.
2: It is such Sam's a sincere. Why must I live my life? This like he has that emotional kind of breakdown in the middle.
4: Love that. <laughs> I don't want to hear from Millie Bobby Brown. I want to hear from Bobby Brown. And that's my prerogative.
6: I forget which that's VMA we
4: were watching. Guys, it that's was, my
2: joke.
6: If it was like 90 or 90, I think it was 90. Was it 90 or 91? It was one of those. And it was the, but it was um, the, the, the new edition reunion.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, and right. uh,
6: uh, they were terrible. It was crazy because they're all like singing live. Um, <laughs>
5: Was it the recent one? Because no, no, recently-
6: no. This yeah. was in like 1990. This was right when Biv okay. DeVoe had come out, and um, who was the other guy? Uh, Keith Sweat. Yeah,
2: that song is pretty. Could be pretty controversial. Boys you to men. No, ABC. You say BBD? no. I say yes. Yeah. Girl, I bet I can make you sweat. <laughs> I remember I went to that concert. I won tickets to the Triple Threat tour with Johnny Gill. Rub You the Right Way.
5: Mm-hmm.
7: Do you know who Johnny, Johnny Gill, Gill dated was for curious? years? He I like to think Johnny that that Gill like
5: about working out and not about sex. Supposedly, you know, he's like, "I can make you sweat." I'm like,
4: <laughs> supposedly Johnny Gill and like Eddie Murphy dated like... for years.
5: Wait, that's so funny. Wait, Crystal, what is that? You think it's like? Oh, it's about working out. You know, like it's like to start a workout. You say no, <laughs> I say yes. Right, but I make you sweat. <laughs>
6: he's a, he's a personal trainer in the song. Exactly. <laughs>
5: That's funny. It's a a (laughs) CrossFit commercial, you guys. (laughs) Where are they
4: now? (laughs) They could just make every problematic like Baby It's Cold Outside song about a trainer motivating somebody to work out.
2: Right.
4: (laughs) The finals for 1989. Straight Up by Paula Abdul versus My Prerogative by Bobby Brown. Before you answer this, before this rolls around in your head, I want to give you what song has won every other year that we've done this. 1988, Sweet Child of Mine by Guns N' Roses. 1995, Kiss from a Rose by Seal. 1996, The Boy is Mine by Brandy and Monica. 1999, No Scrubs by TLC. 2000, Say My Name by Destiny's Child. 2001, All For You by Janet. 2002, Hot in Here by Nelly. 2003, Crazy in Love by Beyonce. 2004, Hey Ya by OutKast. 2005, Gold Digger by Kanye West. 2006, Hips Don't Lie by Shakira featuring Wyclef Jean. 2007, Umbrella by Rihanna. 2008, No One by Alicia Keys. The finals are, like a, who wants to make it?
6: Roses. It's like an R&B clean sweep. Yeah.
5: I can't, the, the fact that, I'm sorry, I'm maybe I'm, I, I guess I am in the minority. I can't stand No One by Alicia <laughs> Keys. I can't. It's too
4: much. <laughs> she can't hit it's those notes. Which one? No One, Which one? by
5: Alicia no Keys. One, like, first no of all, the one. song has. I'm, like, in the, I'm on, I'm, that's yeah. it. I can't. I can't I can't
1: I, I can't Hips Hips Don't Lie is a is a, a that song I hate that song when it plays. She am <laughs> not the to...
6: She's she's on trial in Spain.
4: Yeah, two financial or... Wyclef stole money from the Haitians, two financial criminals. Tax evasion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was very mad. Oh my
2: god. They're like, ma'am, this is not a home office.
4: The one I was maddest about was 1989, or 1998, rather. The Boys Mind by Brandy Monica. First of all, Casey and JoJo didn't even make it out of the first round. And, wow. And that song ripped. Who was ripped. on that show? <laughs> Bunch of morons. That, no, I don't know. I don't remember who was on it. <laughs> so, who wants to make an argument for Straight Up by Paula Abdul?
1: Bump, <sighs> bump,
0: what happened that, I think what happens is people
4: figure out the song that they think is going to win and I think
2: this they'll... is a tie for me. This is a oh. straight up tie for me. Straight up. I'm sorry. Yeah, straight up.
6: <laughs> that is, that's your prerogative. Yeah. I just
2: she just had such an impact on me but that's but oh god, I don't know. That little doo doo, doo, doo.
4: She was a Laker it was girl. Sound. It was like
1: it was like I mean a
2: Laker it could woman. Have been peak synthesizer it can I say both these songs have that emotional play? Because she's like, you play hard, like hide to hide and seek with your true intentions. And then Bobby Brown has the like, how am I supposed to live my life this way? Like they're both these pop songs, but they both have that moment of like, how, like despair.
1: Yes. Yeah, Bobby Brown. He he took on cancel culture before taking on cancel culture. Was taking on <laughs> cancel culture. He's, He's the original Dave Chappelle man.
4: what a he's had a tragic life no like no less tragic than joseph robinette biden
2: (laughs) mike oh my god that was biden's big thing oh yeah that's so funny his
4: big thing was his tragic life i
2: love
5: robinette
4: robinette that's joe that's our president's middle name
5: yeah robinette I just I can't whenever I think of the song my prerogatives I just get filled with some like so much like the positive energy and even 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 thinking of Britney Spears cover like I liked her cover I was like that was really fun that was a really fun moment like what award show was that when she came out and she did that and she did that song I'm like
4: yeah what was the new Editions big song you know what? candy girl was- uh mm-hmm. telephone man
6: I don't if know if we're
2: going just song, I think I would go Bobby. If I take the sentimentality out of it and I go, which is a, actually a better song, I think my prerogative is better song.
1: It's the way that I want to
5: live. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, so,
5: now you're making me question. He does have like a little rant, like a, a little spoken word rant. He's like, yeah. Yes, and, and I don't it, remember what he said. Like, he said something about my like, tell me
2: did. why. Oh, there's a spoken.
5: Yeah, because he kind of is like, right. um, while well, these people are try, trying to da da da, da, da they are saying this or saying that. They're like, it's about cancel culture. Mean? Yeah, he's talking about that. Oh.
6: You know what I'm going to say? I think <laughs> because this is for up. the top song of 1989, I don't know that straight up can exist outside of 1989. Mm.
4: So that's why I'm going to vote for Paul Abdul. Because it's the most 1989 of those two. Oh, it's the most. It's the most of its time of the year. You're gonna play that while you watch Ric Flair versus Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, brother.
1: Does Paula have a little bit of a rap in straight up? That's
4: in like That's an opposite track, right?
5: Isn't that in there? Now I'm back. Now I'm back at Paula.
1: That's better. That's better than. A oh, rap. you guys
4: are really struggling with this. I'm enjoying this.
1: Yes, You're, yes. Take it I'm
4: seriously. Serious. Oh my god, I
2: love this. Don't <laughs> get me
1: wrong.
0: <laughs>
2: I love this lyric. Don't get me wrong. I'm really not souped. Ego trips not is not my thing. Yeah. In fairness, bo- hip
4: hop is only ten years old.
1: Ego trip is,
4: it, is not my. Oh, thing. Is, oh no, it's a song. Never mind, it's not the rap All part. All these strange relationships.
2: Really, really get, get,
0: me, get me down. Really
4: get me I down. See
2: nothing is wrong in spreading <laughs> myself <silver. laughs> Yes, yeah, spreading yeah, myself It's summer. my prerogative. You know he wanted it's to my <laughs> <laughs> Spreading
5: my <seed> around.
0: <laughs>
4: if you are at a wedding or if you are at a bar and you've had a few in you that to the point, whatever you got to do to be like, I feel like dancing. The next song that comes on is straight up or the next song that comes on is my prerogative which is getting you the fuck out of your seat to the dance? My club. prerogative. Added I'm so this question right. because
5: I've literally never been at a wedding where they played my prerogative. <laughs> and I would 100% have been out of my seat. If they had played this song, I'm like, what is it? I don't understand. And I have a joke about this. They literally always play this is how we do it. That's how they think they're going to get people. If they played my prerogative, that just start the whole shit off with that. I'm walk oh, yeah. down the aisle to that. That's the song. Right.
1: Throwing
4: I, chairs.
5: Wait, and okay, shit. what are the what are the first Lama's
2: throwing
1: chairs?
4: I want to dance with somebody by Whitney Houston. Right. You could put that on and people will can get it. Can we hear
2: the beginnings of both songs? Just the first moment. <laughs> Matt's I want it. to hear first no, moment I'll do it right first now. We go my
1: prerogative. The groove no, no, no. the groove on
4: then, my prerogative is insane. It's insane.
5: Then, yeah. Mm, it's then, so much. And then
1: and
4: okay, uh, you ready? Yeah. You're gonna start dancing. I love how seriously this is being taken. I can't hear
5: it. Yeah, it's like
1: it's too loud. <laughs> Look at me jamming. I like that's all I need to see. I mean, turn off the sound, and I just want to everybody okay. says, uh, all this stuff about me. Why don't, don't they just let me, let me live? It. Tell me why. why. I
4: don't
5: need uh, a mission to make my, my own
4: decision.
6: decision. Oh, you know what? This song is great, not just at
5: a wedding, but at a divorce party. Both.
4: <laughs> oh, my God.
5: It goes both.
4: <laughs> no one talks about the DJ at the divorce party
1: well here's well it,
2: you know what he's in a power time. position she's not he's in a power position in this sure. song she's it's, 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 exactly it's,
1: it's, it's exactly. the dude it's the dude's proud mary it's proud <laughs> mary for men proud
6: here's, mary here's paul abdul
1: it's also a fucking jam i mean come on this is a tough one this is really difficult but it, it's my <laughs> prerogative synthesizer.
4: Oh there. yeah.
2: I whatever drugs they run opening.
4: in the whatever drugs they run in the up '80s. Is,
2: Sorry, Lizzy. I straight up oh, no. a stronger opening
6: I was, and it's funny. I was already all I could think of was the. <laughs> yeah. Because <Dude>, <laughs> it's
1: just that, like just that that boop, boop, the, the opening. song is all. This song is all Stevie Wonder's hard work paying off in one single. <laughs>
2: Because you know what the power is in that opening it's this silence in between dun. oh oh it's like that's <inaudible> a, wow that's a
1: great point it's okay. like and it's also they got it on like they got it set to like pan flute it's like doop tip 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 pan flute because
2: <inaudible> you know more is coming like leaves you wanting it
4: okay who's who's ready to vote who's ready to vote
0: I'm going to make you. Paul
6: Abdul, and I will also point out uh, the beginning of the Bobby Brown song is a car screeching and crashing. So that song may be
4: pro-drunk driving. <laughs> <laughs> or pro-safety getting your brakes checked and stuff like that.
6: It's like, that's my prerogative. <laughs> I do what I want to do. Right. I do what I want to do. Okay. Here yeah. I am crashing a car uh, yeah. for no
1: reason. <laughs> that's, that's your prerogative? That's, uh, that's what personal... My prerogative became personal sovereignty. Right. He also Freedom taught, isn't free.
6: I get to
4: drunk drive in this country. <laughs> he also taught ninety-nine percent of Americans that prerogative was a word. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and he used it in context. He's like, it's my prerogative. People That's are like, what so is that? Funny. I can do what I want to do. It's okay, like, oh. here, here's
1: a question. Here's a here's a question. Uh without checking your phones. How many R's are in the word prerogative?
4: It's on my sheet as written down, and there's a red uh, there's a red line under it because I spelled it wrong. Wow, I w- my guess is
6: two. Yeah, two. That's my guess. Two.
4: Yeah.
6: Two.
1: Is it?
4: Pre- I don't know. Is it prerogative?
1: I'm guessing it's. I'm guessing there's a good chance it's prerogative. It's prerogative. <gasps> okay, so there's two.
4: It's my so prerogative. Funny. <laughs> my god, it is.
6: It's this pre- is not a pejorative,
1: it's
4: prerogative. It's, it's me, not a chair prerogative. <laughs> it's pronounced prerogative. Who was saying that's when um, Bobby? Uh,
1: Bobby, quick note on your hit single. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Could you do it again and say prerogative?
6: Bobby. That's the Cricut world before Cricut. Joe Rogan had a podcast. That was pre-Rogative. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Who? So Matt's saying Paula. Absolutely. Possession of alcohol under legal age. Lizzie oh, oh, oh. Cooperman.
5: I'm going Paula. Two for
2: Paula. Wow.
0: <sighs>
1: Crystal.
5: I'm going Bobby. Bobby.
1: I'm go- I'm going Bobby Mike, and we can't let this happen on our watch, can we? It all comes down to me. It all oh, comes wow. down to me. Ah.
4: <laughs> the winner for 1989, "My Prerogative" by Bobby Brown.
1: Thank yeah. you. <laughs> wow. Thank you, you for saved, You saved the episode, Mike. You I can't saved even, the
6: episode. I can't even be mad. That was that was a tough one. I'm gonna
2: add him to my playlist. Robust. You August. saved the episode. Hey, okay, hold
4: on. <laughs> I'm gonna follow him on Twitter.
2: <laughs> I'm fall.
4: The greatest song of
2: 1989. My prerogative.
4: Yes. Uh, okay. Who has plugs? Nate Craig. Where do you want? This will be out in no fucking week. So where do you want people to find you? August
1: 11th. Uh, I got a, my entire year is booked up. So natecraig.com for dates and uh, live at the Green Mill will be coming out this fall on hopefully somewhere.
4: Oh. Next Saturday, I'm doing Paper Machete, so I will do the opposite end of that room that you did.
1: Awesome. Yeah, do that.
4: I'm excited. I'm excited to see your special. I'm so jealous. Congratulations. Thank you. you. Crystal, where do you want people to find you?
5: Um, Yes, I have an album that's coming out. The single will be out when this comes out. It's called Ain't I a Wombat, and you can find (laughs) it at. Okay. You can can find it at crystaladams.com slash album.
4: (laughs) Sojourner Truth reference so you don't get those every day.
5: Exactly. Wait till you see the cover.
4: (laughs) Oh, God. I'm stealing it. I'm doing the same cover for mine. (laughs) Lizzie Cooperman.
2: Okay, I have two things. First of all, I have a podcast that I want all of you on. Mike did it. It's called Lizzie Cooperman's In Your Hands, where they vote what I do every week with my life, and it's truly changed my life by the time this comes out I'm I'm now a professional tarot reader and it just happened overnight
5: wow that's awesome
2: so I, I do know how to do tarot I'm a good tarot reader but like it's every week they choose something for me to do and it's been crazy so I need to have you guys all on also um if anyone listening lives in Montana or if you guys know anyone who lives there Kanye what Kanye West Okay, tell him he's gotta come out to my show in Bozeman, Last Best Comedy on August 20th. Wait. Been-
4: Is this did you get this show from Joni Diamond?
2: My booker Joni Diamond. Yeah, she's she's involved. <laughs> I have a fake booker. She named has Joni a Tony Diamond.
4: Clifton. That's
2: awesome. Named Joni Joni's, Diamond. Joni's running my tarot business as well. <laughs> jd.talent@gmail.com or or so Joni D. Talent at gmail.com.
4: Is (laughs) is Bozeman the one where they say like if you give them a reason to laugh or is that? uh... Oh
2: no, someone I someone gave me the name of this Booker who was looking for people and I was like, hi, I'd love to you know do any of these shows. I'm a headliner. I want to do it. Well, if you'd like to, you can feature for ventriloquist in 2024. Our crowds are usually warm. If you give them a reason to laugh, they will respond oh boy. kindly. Oh, if, really? Oh. Is that how it works? If
4: given a reason to yeah. laugh, they will respond.
2: It was the most patronizing email I've ever received. Thank
4: make. you.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Bar Manager in Topeka. That's right. Yeah. The only
4: it power this like guy that. exudes in life is telling women that they have to feature for ventriloquists. God. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Matt McCarthy, where do you want people to find you?
6: At McCarthy Redhead, all forms of social media, the We Watch Wrestling podcast, Wednesdays, and watch it with Matt and Glennis Mondays or Fridays. And this will be old news by now, but uh, breaking news after the jury yesterday said Alex Jones needs to pay $4.1 million in compensatory compensatory nice. damages. They 10 minutes ago, they just said punitive damages. He has to pay $45.2 million.
1: Whoa, oh, all right. That's a lot Four of sounded way low. Oh
2: my God, maybe he Four sounded to... so low. He needs to start a tarot business. <laughs> you need to get Why? him in touch with Joni
4: Diamond. There you go, kids. This just in Ric Flair, one more match five years from now on a barge. Lizzie, the- by the way
1: that uh, Alex Jones did run a very successful tarot business <laughs> <laughs> probably did I'll tell you about the spirits of your government I'll tell you all about it on next week
2: that's true actually
1: all day every day I'll tell you about the demon, the demon demonic nature of our country
4: <laughs> your Alex Jones is top notch, I'm really telling you not a
1: hard voice to do for, for me you think people in a cave did this <laughs> <laughs> okay. Talk like you have oatmeal in the back of your neck.
2: <laughs> I
4: think he looks good. I think the supplements are working. Oatmeal I think gross. he sounds good. Oatmeal throat. <laughs> He's got oat throat.
2: Oh, by the way, I found my ear.
4: Got any brown sugar. Any butter brown sugar? Thank you. Oh, right.
1: oh. Oh, yeah.
4: That's it. That's. Wow. Oh, that's not at all what I was picturing. I don't know so what I was jazzy. picturing.
2: Yeah. I don't know. I don't know
4: what I'm doing. <laughs> all right. Uh, Lizzie Cooperman, I'll see you tonight for Yes, I can't
2: wait for doing show. My, I'm
4: doing an hour at the Glendale Room. Yes. Okay. Uh, I will put this up next week. Thank you guys so much for doing it. Thank you, guys. Good, good to thank see you, you. all. It's good Bye you cool. so fun. Bye, Mr. McCarthy. <laughs> It's Crystal, Lizzie, Nate, Sean, and Matt. I will tag all of them on Twitter and Instagram. Go give everybody a follow on social media. I promise you, they want you to follow them on social media. They say word of mouth is the best form of advertising. If you like this show at all, people will want to hear you tell them about it. They'll be like, oh, that's a, thank you for that suggestion. I no longer hate your guts, is what they'll say to you. And tell them to go to my show in Chicago tonight and Saturday night. Do what you gotta do. Once this is over, I'll either feel so much better or I will feel awful. And you won't hear from me for a while. Thank you for listening. R.I.P. Michael Clark Duncan. Light.